podcast listeners. If you hear my voice right now, I need you to do something for me. I want you to take out your phone or on your computer, go to Apple Podcasts, search for Ask Your Old Head Podcast. You'll see my, my logo, my little picture, my little image there. Find the show. Please rate and write a review. It's a small thing, but it helps others find this work and find what I'm doing here. And it really, really matters, uh, as small as that may seem. So if you could please do that uh, before we get into the show, I very much appreciate it. Thank you for listening. Let's get into it. Peace. Peace. Um, that's it. We are um, here again on a Friday. Uh, and this week, I don't think there's any way we could start talking about anything without um, making space to discuss what's going on um, in Minneapolis and the uh, events that have caused the, that have followed the death um, and uh, of George Floyd, the murder of George Floyd. Um, you know, as 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 it has been, as it appears to be, um, or at least a, a a death that was fully not necessary, um, to say the least. Um, yeah, I felt uh, we should maybe. Man, it's a lot of things. Uh, yeah, man, that come to mind with this. So, um, I, I just will pitch it to you. Um, maybe set. Just, I mean, I feel like we can't talk about anything without talking about it, about this and and, and life and this and what have you. So, what's your well, thoughts? That's, that's right, um, man. Um, for me, you know, it, it's really about the cost of doing business, and that sounds strange and offline, but it's it's about the cost of doing business, and and, and what I mean by that is. What is the cost of doing business with state-sanctioned murder, right? What, what's the cost of, what, what do people pay for that? You know what I mean? Um, and, and then, you know, like we'll get into a little deeper. Again, how much is his life worth, right? Like, so when you really think about this and when you think about, like, you can see these things now on TV over and over again. And one thing that's consistent about them is you're watching the ones where there is no fight. So we're not even talking about ones where somebody might die in police custody. Somebody might die in a struggle. These are things that are happening with no struggle, which I think is really important because that means we've gotten past framing it like, oh, well, this person moved, right? Mm -hmm. These are, I mean, Philando Castle... This one, these are not somebody moved. This is just, I was paranoid and had no respect for the human life. So I just killed him. Right? And, and so, mm-hmm. you know, like, you know, just the, the the cost and the idea. And I just, I got some perspectives. But yeah, I just feel like, you know, it's like, oh, well, we can get away with it. Nothing's going to really happen. Right? Somebody get fired for a couple of days. You know, somebody go to court. But guess what? The FOP going to pay for the uh, lawyer bills, right? Mm-hmm. so that person's yeah. not coming out their pocket actually you know what I mean again the cost of doing business what does it cost him personally to go through this 
what does it cause somebody to go through? What does it cost America to continue to go through this? And if the cost isn't high enough, then collectively, we're all willing to keep paying it. Now, some would argue, say, I'm not willing to pay and I'm going to show you. But what we're showing is that we actually extract the same payment every time. Right? Mm-hmm. Ferguson. Yeah. Baltimore. Minneapolis. Right? This is the this is the payment that we extract. So it's not like a, a unusual payment we're extracting. And I argue that in order to change that, you have to extract another payment, which makes the cost of doing business not worth the activity collectively. Mm. We're, yeah, but like you know, we where 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 you at with it, man? You know, um, you know, I flow through the the you know the the. The anger piece, you know, when you become aware of what 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 happened or what is happening or what occurred, you know, and you're like, like what, you know, like you know, it's like it's gonna end bad, right? So right. I like the first, you know, time I saw the video pop up somewhere and it had the like, this might be graphic, da da da, which I always know is like, all right, man, especially depending on you know the source. I'm like, I know this is about to be, you know. Somebody look like me, um, or like, like us, right? You know what I'm saying? In 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 some form of duress, uh, while more than likely in custody, or at least what appears to be in custody to the plain eye, uh, and and then and then and then the hopeful thing is that you know it's like you you get to a crazy mind sh- shift, or you know where you're like. Well, hopefully, you know, the brother made it out. Right. Right. And then you find out the brother, the brother didn't make it out. And, you know, it, it becomes a, you know, what is the sequence of events where whatever the action that was being taken that one thought the the the, the risk of of life was worth the energy and then proceed pursuant to you know what what you may manifest there when this stuff when this happens we we see these incidents, we don't see. I mean, I'm sure it's not the first time that officer's put his neck on, put his knee on somebody's neck, right? Right, because you don't, you don't do that, and it's like that's your first time doing such a thing, right? You know what I mean, like, and don't you know, like, well, who you know, people. I'm sure there's someone that would maybe try to convince me otherwise, um, but you know, I'm just not buying it. The same way um, that often an individual, you know, being as someone that works with folks with records <laughs> that have returned, you know, to return to the community, their presumption of action, you know, uh, and of prior action, even when there's no evidence of such is always, well, yeah, he's clearly, you know, probably did this or that before if they've ever been convicted of this or that, or they were caught with this or that. Right. But we will suspend that sort of logic and thinking for um, a person in uniform who puts their knee on the neck of a man who's from all I can see in cuffs 
with three, four other people right. involved, right? And and um, you know, from this, you know, being too so I just like I'm trying to, you know, wh- how do you re- respond? Uh, you know, how what's the appropriate response at a distance? Um, you know, where I sit from, you know, I'm not in Minneapolis, I'm in Oregon. Um, and and not, so let me let me ask you this. Let me ask you yeah. this and get your perspective on this, because I mm-hmm. I'm challenged with this. Like sometimes we become so in love with the process that we neglect the result. So meaning there's a whole bunch of people who got on flights today to go to Minneapolis. Right? Mm-hmm. But it's police brutality happening in their in they cities. Right? Mm-hmm. It's unresolved stuff. It's stuff going on in the community which leaves people open to having police interactions in all the mother cities. So my thing is, and I'm not talking about the provocateurs of which I think there are a number. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't, you know, I think we should, I think folks are mad and, you know, often we like to use the right as a language of unheard, but you know, again, my thing is when we keep extracting the same thing, I don't know if it's the, not the language of the unheard or it's the language that this particular group of people can speak, which I think is a different conversation. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like what's your take on people like leaving their town to go to Minneapolis to fight police brutality in a city they ain't from? I, I don't, I don't see it, you know? Like, if I, I I understand folks feeling the need to do something, mm-hmm. right? I I question I question if if the action of that particular action, um, you know, if that is going to give get to what what outcome that's getting to right uh right. and i might be you know i might be mc you know uh captured by uh you know cerebrally processing <laughs> what to happen what should happen and how to do or what to do uh but uh, you know there's there's a lot of things but there's there's you know from you know my tactical strategy mindset it's how do I, how do, how does someone show up in another person's space and not possibly inadvertently take things in a direction that they ain't supposed to go? Right. Cause everyone that adds into the mix in, in, in a, in a situation, you know, redirects what's happening here. You know, now, you know, largely as it pertains to, you know, the, the, this, you know, the explosion of, you know, people in, in the streets, people protesting, you know, you know, it, it goes like back to you know when we helped those youth do a walkout, you know, in Pittsburgh when John DeAndre yeah. was killed. Yeah. Um, shit. Right. <laughs> and and our years convers- ago. right. <laughs> and our conversation was a, was was very heavy on, you know, we want these kids to express themselves and get out in the street the way it. it but we also want to prevent someone whom 
maybe honestly acting in their anger and where they're at with it and their pain, but but, but others in harm's way um, who did not sign up for that. And, you know, I, and then it becomes a thing of the, almost a, a concern for me of, these are like, as you as you've stated, that these become our reactions. We have the incident happens, right? The incident is as the end point of of a of systemic matters, right? Right. Um, we can we 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 could go to the to the to the bad actor, you know, poor decision making, blah 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 blah. What's up with the training? discussion but all of those things still see you know see, roll back to you know systemic reality that's right. That's right. Um, and then so then the the counter comes or the, the response you know for protest um you know you you get um you know you know anything when people are angry it just takes one or two people to for the energy to go to a place where you know stuff starts getting broken. Right. Um, and I'm not I'm not here to judge whether they should or shouldn't break stuff. That's not right. really none right. of my business, honestly. That's I mean that's <laughs> you know stuff gets broken, things get happened. Um, you you we get into this loop of almost where you know it's gonna go how many days. And then someone's gonna go and say, "No, we need to. We we need to use this this moment highlight something to let's extract these higher level of concessions." There you go. You know, so to speak, right? So right. you know, for us to go home, we need this, this, and this. You know, for that, um, you know, you get in a place where, you know, this is this is a part of the thing. <laughs> Like we're right. folks who feel like right. they're breaking out of the thing, but it's like we're actually doing we're doing the thing, the thing again. again. And, and that's my point. We're doing the <laughs> thing again. So if somebody is like, and I respect it, but someone's like, this is the language of the unheard. No, this just happened four or five times in America. This is not the language of the unheard. This is the response that we all assume once it goes that far only to follow by days of thinking, then, like you said, someone say, well, we need investment because that's how this exploded, which gets away from, no, it didn't, didn't happen because people weren't invested in it. It happened because you have a state-sanctioned group of people who are killing other people. Yeah. Right? Like, this is not, you don't have boys and girls clubs, right? But like, <laughs> that's where it ends. Yeah. Right? We need to do something else. And then people with big pockets, right? Come out and say, we got big pockets. Somebody at some university writes a report, right? Mm -hmm. It talks about how do we stop this from happening in the future, which is like the damn Kerner report all over again, right? (laughs) Philanthropy comes in, builds some stuff that says belonging or together we win on the site, right? Mm -hmm. We've seen the show before, man. And I'm and I'm and I'm, I'm I'm telling you I'm I'm rumbling with this because on one level I feel like people will say well see we can't get no we can't get no response the other way, which I'll go into in a minute. But I don't know if we've actually tried the other way to actually be successful. We've just been so unsuccessful the other way that now for the last fifty years we've been saying this is the way, and that's and again like to your point I'm not passing judgment, but I'm saying like 
is Ferguson, and I've met some of the brothers and sisters out Ferguson in the St. Louis broadly, and they was doing amazing, and they were and have been doing amazing work. But is St. Louis fundamentally different? Is Baltimore fundamentally different than, than before Freddie Gray? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I mean, we got we got to ask that question. So yeah, like this is part of the cycle where the extraction economy comes, right? And that's the cost of back to my point though, just that's the cost of doing business. Right. So everyone understands that cost, right? Everyone understands the cost of you're going to have to invest some more money in police community relations. <laughs> you're going to have to put some more money in youth and youth programming and workforce development. Right? Mm-hmm. That, that's all understood. And so we all can, everyone can, is okay with that because we all speak that language. And I would argue that the challenge here is that you can't, that's not the language you should be speaking. Because it's not getting you your desired result. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? Um, yeah. Yeah, I just, uh, um, you know, and then the other, the thing I, you know, and we, from from someone who's been doing advocacy around, you know, policy with police and other things, um, you know, yeah, like people should say something. <laughs> folks, folks should write statements. Um, you know, our local <laughs> police uh it's wrote uh like well, one of the big uh was it, you know, uh, unions. Yeah. You know, and, and it's I I've I've been, you know, whether the the number of little videos and you know, this is supposedly an officer saying, Yeah, man, officers, this is cool. Like, that's great, man. Like, fantastic that somebody got up and said something on a video, you know, with the it's still it, it the thing that we're trying to change in the in the in the broader larger scope is like i want to remain respectful to the life of george floyd and and go hey i this it hurts i i don't i'm sad you know whatever respects and love to your family um and and then over here, you know, adjacent to folks, you know, the the long-term creation of a world that operates differently is is not going to resolve be be handed to us from to from anyone. There's no from any individual from any individual actor. Right. There's no like there's no that that's not what's going to happen, right? And it, it's it to me is it's the thing I think when these when when all this stuff happens, when, when every whatever when these happen, these murders and these deaths happen, um, when other matters happen, um, you know, from the the smaller things with you know kids getting shitty education to uh, the, the water in Flint still fucked up, <laughs> right. Um, right? That these so then we go, you know. It, like right now, the, the the current operational analysis and language is going. The white supremacy has got to come down, and and I all and I and I know what very intelligent, studied, learned, uh, committed people 
Mm-hmm. I know I, I, I'm pretty confident about their intent, right, in framing the conversation around that. My concern is if the if the adjacent to that public conversation, the conversation that says, now let me make sure y'all understand what we mean in terms of, of actionable activity uh, as, as a community who feels as though you have been affected negatively by this situation. What does that mean for you? Do you know what even even asking the question, replacing the agency back in people? Like, do you know where why I'm saying that here? You know what I mean? Because that's not the conversation I'm gonna say when me and you meet about what your community wants, about what your block needs, about what you're trying to do for the good of your people, as that pertains to, you know, to cause 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 I I I feel you know, one of the interesting pieces with this is, you know, the brothers from Houston originally. So there's a lot of folks from there that, that, you know, um, I think prominent amongst them, um, Steven Jackson, who's not from Houston, but he's from Texas, um, who, uh, I'm, I'm not totally sure the exact relations, but they are deeply connected. I don't know if they physical family or just, um, you know, brothers in, in the sense of that we brothers, um, right, right. you know, and he is taking a, you know, a prominent role to push that this does not get left behind, right? That this doesn't get pushed off the table. And I and I applaud him and I support make sure whatever efforts he's doing get made known. Um also I I ask people we have to differentiate between, you know, you know, if it's getting these officers to a trial. If they get the trial and they all get convicted, None of that still ain't gonna bring the brother back. Mm-mm. And and the thing I, I like I said, I was in a conversation on Tuesday, and I I'm concerned the folks going to despair, where we get comfortable in these situations, not of just going yeah, and again they they're just killing us, and then I'm gonna go do something that allows me ameliorate my pain. Uh, and that there's nothing that I can do systemically, nothing that I can create that could eventually change the dynamics by which we move in the world. And I refuse to accept that. And that's, you know, that's where my tension goes. Cause I have to, I, I know some of that is longitudinal, long down the road. It ain't, it don't feel like action things. And often it involves us and not, the offending party, <laughs> so to speak. Well, and, and, no, and so, Justin, thank you for saying that because I think part of the challenge is like, so we, it's weird because it happens two ways. One, we try to indict, we try to look to a person solving something when the person, which is like now, it would be like the new. Uh, like like you said, like the police chiefs and our police chief came out today, said something really positive. He meant it. We didn't. It wasn't. It wasn't scripted. Right. Great. But that is not the cost of doing business. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like that is not the cost of doing business. That is a good person in a system. That due to the cost of doing business has become indifferent. Now, this is also where I think people get their moral space that just according to you know our values sometimes it's not as much of a moral space <laughs> my own personality does not lend itself to that mm-hmm. right like 
okay, it's not about the guy from Texas because the guy from Texas, okay, they can fire the person. But the the thing is, again, the FOP still is going to pay yeah. for the law. You know what I'm saying? Like they're still going to get support from across the country. They're still going to get support from, from, uh, from deep-pocketed people who are protecting an interest. Right. They are protecting the interest by having this idea of law and order be the order of the day. Mm-hmm. And so looking for individuals to ameliorate that becomes a challenge. Right. Now, on the flip side, we name these systems without naming the parts of the systems that that actually can be shifted. Mm-hmm. So while I might use the term, yeah, it's, that's white supremacy and racism. Okay, well then the the, the challenge is though you're going to have to name the the point, the pivot point, right? You have to name the space of where that manifests itself and what you could do to engage that. Because if not, it becomes the boogeyman, right? Mm-hmm. I, I read something, man. It, it has stuck with me about three years. It said, when people are isolated, two things occur, anger and despair, and they're both really expensive. Mm. And what happens in these spaces is people are angry, and then now people are just, to everyone's like, I'm tired, right? So really what you're now going into is despair. We don't name it that, but that's really what it is. It is a continual culture of despair. And now we got social media that gives that to each other. Oh, yeah, yeah. You, you keep reading everyone else saying you're tired. Well, guess what? You are tired because you're reading everybody say they're tired. Or you're reading everyone else say that they're angry. So even if you look at the two kind of dominant themes that have emerged out of this is anger and despair. And I think both of those issues are relevant. They are real. They are they are valid. The question is, what do you do about either of them to actually shift it so that, again, going back to my thing, the cost of doing business is not is too high for this to continue to occur. Right. That it can't be accepted that this can occur. And another thing that I um, have really been thinking about, and this goes back to the Tree of Life here in Pittsburgh when we had a Tree of Life uh, massacre. Mm-hmm. And then you had the massacre that happened in Wilkinsburg and, you know, some community members. We're looking at it like, you know, why is some attention given to this one and something given to that one? And, I, you know, I think there were a variety of reasons for that. But one thing I came to, and this is for everybody, everyone thinks of a black life as disposable. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, white folks do. Black folks think of black lives as disposable, too. Because, we'll, you know, well, we'll be like, oh, man, what happened last night? Oh, man, who? Oh, oh yeah, they, they, oh, they was up there, man. Then woobity woop, this happened, and yeah, he was like, he laying out there, right? Like just like yo, okay, yeah. He, like I said, like I, you know, when I was younger, like yo, he got his head knocked off. He got this, he got that. Like you kind of dehumanized it, like you could disconnected it. You started using all these phrasings, right? That didn't get to like a person that was alive is dead, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> like they're not living anymore. Right. There was a there was a, a person who was a part of the human families who was now transitioned to another space. And so if we become that we see our lives disposable because of these larger systems, the systems are reinforcing that it's disposable. So whether it's some something taken by the life of 
somebody so like state sanctioned violence or with the brother that was running white vigilantes right mm-hmm. or intra community violence right mm-hmm. all of it's treated as disposable so when all of it's treated as disposable it's no accident to not have a solution because basically the premise of it is the shit was disposable anyway so who cares? And so right now we're dealing with despair, anger, saying not again, not anymore. Without what well, well, I'm going to argue, a pathway to making that cost of doing business so high, because I'm not depending on the moralistic standpoint or perspective. Mm-hmm. That's not how power works in America. Yeah, things have not changed in America because everyone wanted them to change. They changed because the power dynamic and the space and the confluence theory all made sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I, when one, when you, the, the value one can find in getting to know the details around how other parts of the world function, you know, not just, not, not from like the, Oh, that that's that society is glo- is socialist, it's capitalist, it's bitter, it's bitter. like not not that way. Like the ins and outs of you know, especially ex- extractive states. Um, and as black people, we we may not always recognize that we live in an extractive state relationship most of the time uh-huh. with the rest of the United States that surrounds right. us. We have the entire time that's the, the that's the the place. Um, you know, when people say they want to keep us down and these sorts of things, you know, I, I, you know, I try to get away from language that's not giving me some specifics around what the conditions that one is trying to to put put me into, <laughs> um, right? Right, because it becomes something about me where it's not really about me; it's about them. Um, but but we we exist in these extractive states and in an extractive space that we we know the whether consciously, meaning frontal part of your cortex, or where all decision-making gets made in, the, you know, in your amygdala, um, that there will not be much... There's a higher chance that I will get out of doing this action against this individual without much harm than the other. Right? Exactly. Right? And it, that's it's innately known. It's not even a like, oh, well, he's thinking about hurting the black man. Like, he's having this pre, just full cognitive reality like I want to hurt somebody black it's like no 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 I know that for the most part whatever I do from here I will be okay <laughs> more That's than right. likely the John that did the thing earlier in the week she knew or she was pretty confident that she was going to be okay you know messing with That's the right. brother watching the birds the the three dudes following you know the brother from running brother uh, 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 Aubrey we going to be okay if we do these actions more than likely, right. You know, it's it's the, it's the the thought process we will talk about. Um, I think at least this is my interpretation of things in the world. Oh, this brother's in the streets this way or that way. They operate. They may, they, their, their situation can get them go. I will more than likely get away with busting these shots at this uh, community, this, this party or whatever. Then, then not because that's right. Nobody's gonna really investigate it that hard, and ain't nobody, and a whole lot of people ain't gonna talk about it too much, you know. But me leaning a lot to the ain't nobody gonna investigate it all that hard, <laughs> quite right. Really, right. So 
we gonna handle this right now. There's a a so when we get in this 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 moment, and I I, I want to recenter folks on like like the thought I went back to, and it's the thing that keeps me recentered with this, and not get into like almost like a. A, a bashing myself thing and this might all be a, a justice self my, Jedi mind trick but a long time ago um, you were around um, there in our principal part of, of that process for me but somewhere I, I want to say maybe we was living on McKee or in between there and when I sat down and I thought about you know in my own thoughts what would I give what would I do to see the freedom in the world that I want what would I give up? What cost would I pay? Right. right. And it's some, you know, you in a conversation, I don't know if it was taped, but recently you said that like, you know, folks sometimes make a mistake with speaking about me, the things that I will do versus the things that I'm choosing to do. Right. But right. that night I thought, and I realized I would give up all of this shit. To see us free. To see, and, and freedom being something that is derived from your culture and way of life manifesting an impact on reality. <laughs> not just theoretically, not just in your mind, but like right, right. In, a, in a back and forth, real time reciprocal relationship that how you live and move also shapes and moves the world to whatever degree, right? So I take the good with the bad. I take, uh, uh, I take decisive steps i try to think ahead and then i also go the outcomes ultimately i'm going to take and assume the responsibility for them and so if that means i i you know uh whatever it is if i got to give up i gotta give up hip-hop to get free all right let's give up hip-hop i gotta give up meat to get free let's give up meat i gotta give up a certain comfort and station of living i'm down with that i gotta move to a different part of the world all right uh whatever the the I also though do I have to go sit in rooms I don't want to be in? Do I have to deal with frustrating people or people who I I don't think understand, you know, what I what I'm what I'm trying to see or what I'm trying to do, people that disrespect and don't care. If I got to do that that the end result will be a substantive change, then I'm with it. And and so when these these happen, I try to recenter myself on if we're going to respond and we're going to retrace, you know, the the really, you know, so I've seen a couple of things folks have, you know, framed it in in, in the related way of domestic violence and an abusive relationship, this ongoing abusive relationship we have with the society, where we we get mad, we flare up reasonably. Um, and then the other strictures of life, the entropy, you know, for physics folks mm-hmm. that understand, will start to Trump pull this. us back That's to, right. all right, man, you know what? All that, I'm, you know, I'm upset, da, da, da. You know what I got to do, though? I got to feed my daughter in two days. So I can't go out there with them to protest. Right. Me. You know, my mom, you know what I'm saying? My sister over here, my, aunt, my, my, my brother, I, you know, some, all the other things are going to start oh, to happen, right? And 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 and, okay. and 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 so just in case I'm not misunderstood, 
these are not necessarily just things of our modern age. If you, you know, we were hunter gatherers, you know, 300 years ago, nomads on a prairie, at some point you have to decide what stuff (laughs) you have time to go and be in fights about and what stuff you need to do to keep the preservation of your existence. Um, And, you know, whether one is doing that in a, in a very frontal, you know, willful way, or one is doing that when they go, yeah, like it's also, it's hard to keep going out and fighting, especially when you're fighting, you know, something that is not actually the end goal of, of the change. (laughs) Right. The, 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 the pro when protesters go out and then a, a response force of some kind is placed there one can get into the mistaken idea that the the people, the officers standing and blocking the street or protecting some buildings or dispersing a crowd that they themselves are the the endpoint entity of the change but they're not <laughs> right you know and, and you know i'm sure yeah like they they're just not um and you, you it's got to be it's, it's a long fight, man. And that's... Well, and that's the thing. To your point, it's a protracted struggle, right? It's a protracted struggle using a, a combination of means to get to your end game. But again, to your point, your point, if you don't know what the end game looks like, everything else, the, 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 you start to live in the process because the result is unclear. Yeah. You could argue, I don't want people to kill people, but why would they not kill you? Right? Do you want it to be all every personal interaction that this white or black person? Because let's not make any confusion. When it says sanctioned violence, it ain't got to be just white or black. Yeah. It could be anti-black behavior from a black person. Mm-hmm. Right. So, what do you want? Because if every white person was okay with every black person, that still doesn't mean police brutality would go away. Mm-hmm. That's like saying if you got rid of uh, money that people wouldn't take advantage of other people. No, taking advantage of other people is a human condition. Money just kind of speeds it up. You know? Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> like, what is the methodology that you're going to get to this? And this is something I've, I was thinking about over the last few days, just, and I, it's not fully baked. You know what I mean? But I want to put it out there, and if it's, you know, if it's, if it's right, if it's wrong, I'm, I'm you know, we brothers, so yeah. and whoever's listening, they're listening. So, <laughs> but I've been thinking that, like, when we think about when like momentous change happened, now you could go with the Derek Bell theory that it happens when white folks was under pressure from <laughs> other countries <laughs> and had to make change, mm-hmm. like in the sixties, mm-hmm. right? There's there's that theory that like whenever your interest and the interest of white folks not to appear like who they are, like, kind of connect. Mm-hmm. Cool. There's the there's the theories of this occurs when you get enough influence in spaces and people again the cost of doing business is too high, right? The Lyndon Johnson theory, right? Mm. So there's a couple of these theories, but also I thought about when we were when we were talking about these changes, whether it's the Niagara Movement, whether it's uh, Mary McLeod Bethune at the White House, right? Mm-hmm. You had national leaders who had widespread support in the black community through a variety of means. And then you had 
very, very strong institutions that advocated on behalf of said people with trusted leaders who could be depended upon to activate tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of people at a time. So when we think about the March on Washington, and you and you you have all these leaders of all different ethnicities. We know this is not a one side story, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But when you have the NAACP, SCLC, SNCC, CORE, right? We have all these different organizations: the the Mississippi Freedom Democratic Party. When you have mm-hmm. these churches, when the churches are truly represent representative of communities, right? When like. The pastor truly is representative of 5,000 people. You have leadership that someone looks and says, you actually are a person that moves that group of people to action. And I'm thinking about right now, or and, and the last one I'll say, the last time I saw this that it was really practical was even apartheid, right? In the divestment movement. Mm -hmm. Now, by that time, I will argue it had shifted largely to like elected officials who were using like the inside game. And then we were were beginning the use of like, you know, different world and Cosby show. You see the shows and people say, man, divest and we don't wear them shoes, we don't wear them sneakers or we don't drink this particular kind of soda. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. But you also, you always had like trusted people who had the widespread support of a group of people who were able to do these things. And I just think about, like, if you're trying to handle something nationally, there is no one, there is no set of people like that today. We don't invest in our institutions in that manner. And I think one of the reasons is because before we were investing in these quality of life institutions on a state and federal level to get a certain laws passed, Mm-hmm. Where now we invest in mentorship groups, we invest in the digital divide, right? So when people start to say, "Well, what do I give my money and time to?" Well, I give my money and time to the to the football team. I give my money and time to my, my my pet project, right? They don't give their money and time to having lobbyists in Washington. Yeah, right. They don't give their money and time to having lobbyists in Salem or Harrisburg, right? Mm-hmm. Think about the last thing. Think about the things you care about. Think about is there anyone living in the capital of your state to advance your interests at all times? Yeah, I would say for in most general, people, no. <laughs> for most, for most people, no. But for white folks, there are people who are, or for particular interests, there are people who are sitting there. You would never question it about that for APAC. You would never ask that about the NRA. You know that there are people dedicated spending money to preserving their interest. And even if they lose, they don't lose. And so it really has started to make me think, and I'm not, you know, so no one listens to this because I want to be head of a national organization, but I don't. So I don't want none of y'all, sorry, none of y'all to hear this and be like, well, I'm saying, brother, you know, you, could, you got some powerful language, brother. I mean, I feel like I can, I can get behind you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, right. We like, need to get you up you there. Well, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Single silver bullet theory. You know what I'm saying? Um, but I'm just saying, like, you don't, we don't have that. And when you don't have an organization 
that can get the president on the phone. Not even this current guy, but even other ones. But you, have, you know what I mean? Because that's why I think people took for granted that it was like, well, Obama black. But that don't mean that that person, Obama's black, but he is dealing with as many things as you can possibly imagine. That doesn't mean he's always thinking about your interests, yeah. your specific interest, your unenumerated interest, right? Your unarticulated interest. So I just think, man, that is a huge thing because, you know, now, like I said, every activist is converging on Minnesota. Every fledgling organization is converging on Minnesota. But like, you know, you know, respect to all my brothers and sisters in, uh, in Minneapolis, but I'm using this as an example. What price is Governor Waltz going to pay for having the Minnesota State Police be the way that they were today? Mm. Right? Mm. What price do they pay for that? Again, it costs doing business, right? If they don't pay no price, if, if, if you don't have people running and putting money in campaigns and making it difficult for him to move his stuff because of his, his, his perspective on a particular issue. All right. So what they locked up the black guy that worked at CNN. So what, you know why? Cause of the cost of doing business, you're yeah. not going to do nothing. Yeah. Long term. It ain't going to hurt me. No. Right now. Y'all mad. Long- Two weeks. Exactly. In a month or around, you know, this time next year, it'd be like, remember that time that the state police did that? And the officer said he was just following orders. And then people would be like, yeah, that's fucked up. <laughs> right. It's, it's, it's not identifying who are the three people who gave the order and they should all be fired. Right. Is any, are any yeah. of them, is the sheriff of that, is the state police sheriff, uh, you know, how is that position? Right. Is yeah. it elected? Is it elected? Right. right. <laughs> is it appointed? If you appointed somebody, who did you appoint? And who is pressing a button right now in Cap of Minneapolis is actually St. Paul, right? So I can, uh, I passed seventh grade uh, geography. That's right, right there. <laughs> um, also, just a quick aside, I actually did win a seventh grade geography test on this, a geography uh, 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 state competition. <laughs> yeah, but it was like the sister city of the capital of uh, uh, Minnesota, Minnesota, right? Which is Minneapolis. And I was like, no, the sister city. Is San Paulo, St. Paul, San Paulo, Brazil. Oh, yeah, 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 my fault. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, since I was like, and I, yeah, I pulled that out. I don't know why I was reading the geography book. But anyway, hey, all I'm saying, <laughs> saying is, man, that, you know, you got to really think about what are your institutions because we rail against institutions that are affected by other institutions without creating your own institution to impact those institutions. Hence why your vote, your quote unquote vote doesn't work. Mm-hmm. Right. It, Cause it's not connected to anything else. Right. You have no other active interests in how the world functions. Right. You know I mean? and, and, and I would say it is the thing to me that we have been most effectively convinced that that's the best way to go. And, and and some people say, what do you mean by that? What I mean by that is that if you are going to, if you are going to decide I'm going to remove myself from as much of the electoral, economic uh, develop direction, uh, policy direction, what have you, of the society I live in due to the harm it has done to me. However, internally, I am not going to 
put together any defined guidelines of how my world runs that operates and directs how we act outside of just, you know, more of, again, harm reduction. Harm reduction is important yeah. and valuable. Has to happen. Because a lot of it just, you know, all the, the, the realities of the health effects and everything else that we expire, experience that are directly related to the harm we experience. And so we need the harm reduction pieces to, to stay here. However, we also, if, you, if, if we're jumping off and we're removing, we have to build something. You have to build something. Oh. It don't have to be for me. It could be for you and your family. It could be for you know your particular line, how y'all think your world should function. But removing from systems and having the the, the operational philosophy that my only involvement is the system is just I'm trying not to be involved with the system as little as possible. Similar to um you not even similar. I'm not going to bring them people up because later for them. Um, but the you you will find yourself basically the system has accounted for you not being involved, but also not necessarily making something else over there. Right, like it's like, hey, that's cool. That works for us. Go over there and like you know you know maybe have your personal networks or or you just have the you know we go you know we live in week to week day to day you know trying to make it. You know, and and I understand that. That's what folks. That uh, uh, I hope that folks do not misconstrue that as some indictment of uh, people. You know, trying to make it. What I'm speaking to is when, when catastrophic events, and I'm going to make this. I'm gonna put this in the line of a catastrophic event. So we got this catastrophic event. We got the brother in Atlanta. Uh, catastrophic event. We got. Right. Uh, what went on, what uh, we got this global pandemic <laughs> that's happening, right? But all of these events have not changed any of the rules of the laws of physics, the science of how chemistry works, um, the day-to-day reality of, of being a human on Earth has not fundamentally changed. You know, um, an analogy I use actually in a conversation about the pandemic, I was like, look, if you knew you lived in a 100-year floodplain, it ain't been no floods in 100 years. But you know, sometime, at least three times in the last 500 years, a flood has come through here and put two feet, four feet of water in this spot. It's right. fine if every day y'all, you know, you know, you're building home, you're just living life, doing your thing. The day the flood come, because it's going to come, the day the flood come to rail against the world that you know oh there should have been a plan there should have been this should have been that and it's like well we all were acting like it was cool <laughs> until the flood came right. we was all none of us thought it was a big issue some some people did some people was like hey man you know y'all live in a hundred year flood plain man it's like yeah so what ain't never been no flood maybe there won't be one we'll be fine right you know what i'm saying it's like when the event happens that we all could put on the calendar that it was it was a there was a good probability and i know humans we struggle with abstract numbers and, and things that ain't happened yet and you know these these are part of our our, our challenge functioning in the world but when it happens yeah, wire. right the you still needed a plan to account for that before and we have the capacity to put into the cost of business that hey you know what's gonna happen 
if you know uh to, to quote uh from uh my summer vacation you know what i mean it's a ride if any of us die you know what i'm saying like hey man you should know if this happens we're gonna be on you like white on rice you know what i'm saying like and not just not in no just we gonna yell at you and write nasty letters way. We gonna find the the, the the various means to disrupt your comfort if you harm us, right? And and I and I and I, I, I you know I hear people will say it and they kind of always go to the like somebody's gonna get shot or beat up frame in which I'm like yeah I mean I hear that but you know human history folks have also operated in those that the majority of people are not actually comfortable hurting other people even when they're angry. And that's okay. That's right. actually a good thing about us as humans, right? So really jumping to that analogy is a, is a place people will go, but that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is if you harm us, we have to, having the means to say we will disrupt your comfort. <laughs> right. And then you will put that in your calculus like, well, you know who I don't want to, you know, know what road I don't want to drive up. Like, you know what I mean? I don't want to go over there, over there, over on Third Valley, because, I mean, you did what to them? You know, sort of like, uh, you know, if you think about John Wick, and they're like, whose car did you steal? Like, like who's, you took a car from somebody, man? <laughs> it was like, wait a minute, who? Exactly. <laughs> You're like, oh, shit. Fuck. It's like, you know, motherfuckers getting on the phone. Like, man, I got to, I got to stem the tide. And, the, but the, that power as communities, as uh, entities, as uh, as a people is actually developed by having institutions within your community, whatever they are that can, ins- that can make things happen in the world <laughs> and that people right. have to bear witness to them. And, you know, th- it's not just one entity. It's not, um, there's multiple places. And then there's, you know, we, we have to have it. That is our only protection um you know and then the the hard part and the thing i think that's challenging about that is that to have those institutions people have to commit some people have to commit some of their lives to it and um right now you know i you know i we're just not totally there um some of us are there in different ways um you know we speak often about the people in our communities that are overtaxed for how much time they're spending trying to help us. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and people don't, you know, people don't acknowledge them. People don't see them or people don't think what they're doing is enough. Um, right. And and then that goes to me back to that fear and despair and anger and despair. Was it fear and despair or anger and despair? Anger and despair. Anger and despair. Rock and roll. Thank you. Was, fear was in there, but, I mean, fear is part fear of part fear of is fear. Yeah, yeah, both of them, yeah. but yeah, you know I mean, and I think that you know, when 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 these when someone else is going to die, as fucked up as right. that is to say, it's going to happen because mm-hmm. the because the, the the thought has already been seeded and it's blooming, and it, and it will have the opportunity to bloom. We have and to so, prepare to change things. So you know, um, I know getting close. And so, well, no, a very interesting thing that's so very challenging, though. I don't know if you recently saw on CNN, like the last couple of hours, they're saying the reason that George Floyd died was guess what? He was choked. But 
Yeah, I saw. He had heart disease, and he had coronary artery damage. So, and this is like we talked about my 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 yeah challenge COVID. COVID. Y'all just naturally unhealthy. Yeah, y'all wasn't so sick. So if you wasn't so sick, these things wouldn't kill you. These things wouldn't have killed a guy that was in shape. These things wouldn't have killed a guy that needed a whole bunch of fried chicken, right? That didn't have coronary artery disease. This killed people because of this. Oh, how did you die because of COVID? Oh, you know why you died? Because you had pre-existing conditions. Oh, okay, so you was already sick, right? So the fact of bringing in you was already sick as a answer for this just shows the extent. And, and I guess where I depart from a lot of people is I don't think power is shared. Mm-mm. Not as not in collective societies. No. Power is taken. I don't I just don't I this just not not America. <laughs> Say what you will. It might you might you might argue it happens somewhere else. Mm-hmm. But you not see an American society where power is not taken. Now it's taken through a variety of means. It was taken through the bully pulpit, it was taken through the economic status, it was taken through you know, the confluence theory, like it was taken through a lot of different forms. But it's never truly been shared. And I'm fascinated when people think that, like, unless systems have an interest in black people being healthy, that they will participate in black people being healthy. Mm -hmm. And that they have an express interest, they know the interest, they've expressed the interest in you, they've decided to partner with you, that they will have an investment in Black folks being healthy. When basically, it's money to be made in us not being healthy. Mm-hmm. Right? It's, it, it, or at least, it's easier to close your eyes. Let me just say that. I don't even want to say new money to be made. It's easier to close your eyes to the issue. Again, the cost of doing business. Yeah, yeah man. So, well, I'm going to... I will. I want to just wrap this piece of conversation by just saying, um, so that it's not misunderstood in any way. The responsible parties, as I see it, for that man's life, are the four, you know, plus because probably somebody else was there, individuals who thought those were the means that were needed to bring him in or apprehend him or whatever the hell they thought they were doing, and um, all these other factors and forces in the broader spectrum of our lives are there, but ultimately, you know, no, no, uh, no blame, no shame, no pain. Do I sign to the brother George Floyd, to the family, to his people, to the community around him, those that knew him and loved him for the hardship that is, that, that is, that has sprung here. I rest in a hand to the feet of those who we as them being public servants, give them the trust to wield violence. We give them that. That's, that's what they sign up for, is to have the right to use violence to do things and that we will not penalize them if they use good judgment. And if the judgment is poor, then they, they natural consequences, you get what you get. And that's, that's where I sit with that. I Want that on the record? So, I'm with you. Man, 
right, we'll give it a 10 count. So we went an hour. You want to we add yeah, on sure. about the, the opening or you want to? I, I mean, I mean, listen, man. <laughs> I'm just going to say it like this. Outside is open because people tired of being in the house and governors is tired of fighting. Like, you know, the term was a five, 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 I got to fight every night to prove my love. <laughs> yeah. Mark, they, you know, governors all across the country are tired of fighting the varied interests in their states. <laughs> so they're opening outside. Whether the outside should be open yet, that's a different conversation. Yeah. But again, the cost of doing business, the hospitals are not over yet, overpacked. And I do fear that the conversation will become, well, if black people continue to get it more than anybody else or the Navajo Nation or, you know, Latinos and immigrants in New York, the the answer will be because they already had a pre-existing conditions and density is destiny. So, again, what's the cost of doing business? And when someone writes in the cost of your life as a cost of doing business, then you have to think about it and to to kind of appropriate a John Witherspoon, you got to reverse that. <laughs> you got to reverse that. You know what I mean? I ain't gonna go with you. Everybody watch Boomerang know what it right, what comes next. You know what I'm saying? But you got to reverse it because if your life's been written in as there's a cost of doing business, then that's your life in the balance. Well, the the the, the, the wild thing about it. So here. The well, Multnomah County was the last one, but the three most populous counties here were all sort of like basically every other county. As soon as it was like y'all can apply, they was like, "Yeah, we got an application, we ready." You know what I'm saying? And then Multnomah County, Washington County, um, Clackamas County uh, were all like, "Well, you know, let's 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 figure out a couple things." And we, you know, so basically all of the counties have June dates where they want to start. You know what I'm saying? You know, giving you to go into the was it the phase one or the, is it is it is one to three, right? It's gone the other way. Yeah. yeah. Um most places, most yeah, places yeah. like a one to three. I, I don't know if it's a, a common national phasing or if you know, but in any event, you know we we people to a large degree we can't help ourselves. Um, we we have all of these parts and pieces and systems that are, you know, they're they're they are not they were not conceived with the idea, and then within that, how we see ourselves and define ourselves within the idea of like staying in the house <laughs> in in mass. Right. Um, we've also right. externalized the cost of like, oh well, you know, some people can afford to live as two people in three thousand square feet, and that's cool, while other people can barely afford to live in 1,200 square feet with nine people. But that's a totally acceptable outcome of our economic structure. And, you know, like, it's cool that, like, there's nothing, if that many people live there, they must obviously like it that way. You know what I'm saying? Like, these are the, these are the, the, um, the things that shake out of the way our, our systems, our situation runs as it is currently. Um, and so people are just like, look, governors, you know, I mean, I think as any good political leader at some point, you're like, look, people, it's only so long. There, there's, there's a reality about power where you know you, you know what you have power over, but you know what you don't have power over. And, you know, at some right. point, y'all going to go outside one way or another. 
right? Like if, mm-hmm. if y'all keep squeezing, like no, 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 no. And even to the degree where you'll have, you know, law enforcement who would most often be called to try to tell you to go back in the house. There's only so much time that the law enforcement officer is going to be like, yeah, man, I'm, I'm about to force this dude to go home. You know what I mean? Now, you know, we know some of the disproportionate calls in most places is mostly black people who keep getting the told, hey, right. man, you need to go in the house. Stop being around, folks. Who who would have thunk it? <laughs> who would have thunk If I'd asked you, you know, six weeks ago, who you think is going to be getting the most, you know, I mean, it, right. you know what I'm saying? We all knew where that was going. Um, the The wild thing to me is just to... You know, it's like folks, folks basically saying, you know, uh, um, I want to say a state senator here in a, in a clip basically was just like, look, our county depends on this time of year to make most of the money that's made in the county. We need to be open, like in terms of tourism right. and the ranching. Now, you know, I would think on the on the food production side of, of the ranching, you know, people still going to be eating food. You know, now I know they need workers and other stuff. And then, but on the tourism side, you know, if people ain't traveling, the part of it is a hope that if you say it's open, that people will come. And then, especially if you're an outdoorsy county or a space where you're like, oh, yeah, you know, because people want to come here because ain't going to be a lot of people. So that'd be great for us. Right. We can, you know, hotels can set up so they can serve food in the rooms or, you know, you know, I can see the whole chain, you know, of economic thought, right, where. You know, which you know, I will I will table my own thing for you know, you know the, the supposed rural urban divide in our society, in the way that it oddly functions that you know people who are very accusatory in one lane get all different when it start coming to you coming out there spending money. But I'll save that for another day. Um, okay. But the general reality of like, oh yeah, we need to open up. You know what I'm saying and and you know, and open up the economy like the like economy is a Walmart or something. Economy is a measurement. <laughs> economy is about like, mm. it's, it's an entity and you, and you measure the things and then you say, this is the type of economy or you identify the parts of it and then you say, that's y'all's economy. But like the economy is not like, it's not like if you open <laughs> my front door is a giant E, like welcome to economy. Like go out there and get into it, Justice. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like at some point, if I just go, yo, know what I'm going to do? I am not going out to eat. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm just not. I don't care how open you are. Now, you know, we, we, you know, we bought some meals, bring home and other things over these weeks. But, you know, generally they could open all of the bars tomorrow. I'm not right. sitting in nobody bar for... Uh, I don't know. <laughs> for, for a minute, yeah, right. I don't care what they, you know, if all all of the uh, the temptations could be there and the whispers, uh, John Coltrane could come back. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm saying Jesus. You know, no offense to anybody. Who you name it? Yeah, I'm saying uh, the last Airbender. All of them could show up. And tell me they're gonna be at the bar. Yeah, I'm saying and Rudy Ray Moore gonna be doing jokes and. Motherfucker Richard Pryor coming back and like some other future future comedian or I don't know about yet gonna come from the future. You ain't going. I ain't going. I'ma say, hey man, that's cool. Y'all got that. <laughs> I'm cool. I, I you know, now because that that's where I'm at with it. I don't I don't need that particular stimulation. And also in my mind, I don't need that risk. Right. Now I know there's other factors, mm-hmm. right? Where other people where other people are situated. You know, there's a lot of circumstances that get into the need for third spaces. And I do enjoy third spaces. 
Um, but it's just this idea, you know, it, it's as much to me about the like the actual reality, like the, the the physical reality of business being open as much as the psychological reality telling people, no, 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 you can begin to consume again at breakneck speed and please do so is what what folks is really saying to me is like no 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 don't 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 hold off on that cool uh summer outfit for fourth of july or that big party you was gonna spend you know two thousand three thousand dollars on to have a big barbecue go do that because you know these businesses need that revenue activity to happen you know well you agree you see the thing we agree to a consumption-based economy without agreeing mm. We all bought into it, and they found, and then people keep finding better ways for us to spend money. Yeah, right. They keep finding better and faster ways. Like, there's no faster way to spend money than Amazon, <laughs> right? Because now they got my shit. They be like, do do do. You be like, you like this book? Okay, just swipe this. Yeah, that's <laughs> just swipe it by now. Like by now, by, by now you'll have it in three days. Cool. Right, it's that part of your brain that like it get turned on. Like, oh yeah, <laughs> like you know what I mean. So, but it's, it's psychology, and we have this economy because it's a consumption based economy, and you don't recognize it until people start to realize. Like, wait, if I can't sell you something, I can't survive. Right, like, and even as you know, I can't, I can't make no money if I can't sell you something. I can't sell you something if you're not outside. So you got to get it back outside because I know your psychology is what you're going to go do. Yeah. Yep. Right. And you know, America's is one big shopping mall. It ain't always the best stuff. Right. So America's like a shopping mall that like the bottom floor, <laughs> the bottom floor and the, in the, in the top in the second floor, all pretty garbage stuff. Yeah. <laughs> like there's a couple of things, but it stalls everywhere. It's all shit, you know, it's them them soaps, the Dead Sea bath salts from Israel. It's <laughs> you know, somebody's selling stuff to do redo your sneakers. That's just like we just sell anything, right? And I realized it because I being home, I was like, okay, so what are you gonna buy? You can buy books and clothes. Why? Because that's what you're into. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not gonna think to buy nothing else. Right? Like, you're not going to catch me just being like, you know what? I think I need that, right? Like the candy in front of the supermarket idea, right? Mm-hmm. Like the psychology of a, a begging child in your, own, in your own hunger. Yeah. So I just, yeah. So I just think, you know, outside is open because people got to get paid, man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I don't think nobody should dissuade themselves. And then that, you know, shout out to, you know, Governor Wolf and everybody, you know, ain't no smoke. I'm just saying <laughs> it's out, it's open because people have figured out in the, in the conscious of what Americans are willing to go through and what they, and what, like you said, the, the metrics and the measurements can bear mm. from lack of circulation of resources. Yeah. Then it's time, Right. It's, it's time to, you know, but the, you should, I mean, listen, man, when you look at all the rules, what you got to do, like, you know, only single use menus, mm. silverware is going, silverware is going to go out into the gutter because, I mean, uh, pla- yeah, silverware is going to go into the gutter because everywhere is going to have one use forks. So there's going to be a whole shift of that, that like the economy is going to have to judge. 
But I guess I think about it very similar to like Uber. Like if you would have said to me, and this is obviously gypsy cabs, hacks, jit, uh, jitneys, you know, any variation of what you want to call it in the black and brown communities that have been happening for time immemorial, right? Mm-hmm. But the idea that you have an account and every time you call a car to come get you, they just take the money out your account. <laughs> that's, just, that's just a new level of consumption. Yeah. Right? Absolutely. It had a valuation of billions of trillions, billions of dollars, right? And so then people just realize when you ain't got to go nowhere, guess what? It's really not important for them to have your stuff on. <laughs> you know what I mean? Now what matters is Uber Eats, which is just delivery under a name with a person with a nicer car. Right. <laughs> so, uh, you know, so listen, man, like I said, outside's opening up because the cost of doing business is as such. Yeah, it's a cold piece. I I, I was um, cause I you know, it, you know, I, I really was trying to like I was like, well, you know, if I'm you know, cause I was trying to reason, I was trying to like, I was trying to like think about you know, like all right, so you know what 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 that is not currently going on, like needs to go on, that you know you know like you know, and I got friends like my my long term time barber here. You know, I was talking to him you know briefly and asked him about like you know he's like you know we looking at what the structures would be to open my shop back up, you know, and, and good folks there. And, you know, I'd like to get my beard trimmed by somebody that's better with clippers than me. You know what I'm saying? At some point in, in the next, you know, month, that'd be great. Um, you know, so like that's, you know, you know, to the extents to which the things I'm going to engage with. Um, but then the, the bigger, like the threads, right? Like, you know, if, if the food industry is 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 at least changed, you know, pretty firmly probably for the next two years, travel is changed. You know, the reality of our particular uh, consumption monster is somebody finds a way to give you something that you want. So if it's it's open air, this is all of our uh, our uh, bar structure. You know, they all have open air with big fans or something or some kind of suction mm-hmm. UV light things that burn viruses. You know what I mean? And you can come get a really, cause you know, it's, it's, it's something to getting a nice fancy sandwich somewhere. You know, it, it's not the same getting a fancy sandwich at home, but it, right. you know what I mean? And then, and then just depending, you know, you know, from the, from the person, from a social status perspective that needs these things to people who do to the, the, you know, in, in, Many cities where the cost of business has been, nah, you don't really need a, a fully functional kitchen because you could just eat out all the time. Right. Yeah, I mean, it's cheaper for you to have a little fridge and, and like a, a two burner stove and then just eat out a lot <laughs> than, you know, you know, two two of your three three if you eat three or two of your, you know, fifty percent of your eating requires you to go out to pick it up every day where someone else prepared it. Um that you know that's a part of how you function um like it's just it's so many layers and you know then you get to the other thing of places where you know there's some businesses that uh especially in the gray economy who you know they may be like hey man shit ain't really close i don't even know what you're talking oh, about yeah. <laughs> they're like oh yeah yeah like, shit been open for us player you know what i'm saying like because the model because the model i mean if you think about a lot of our businesses the model was like yeah, we got about three weeks to a month, right? Like, you know, we can survive. 
once you start getting into that two and three months and I got to pay people and I still got to pay rent and I still got to pay, you know, I got to be ready to pay the light bill once the light bill comes due, right? Mm-hmm. I'm not going to be able to do it. Yeah. <laughs> We're just going, you know, catch me if you can, I'm the gingerbread man. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? And then, and, and then you know, there's uh, no indictments, but there's, there's a challenge of Folks acknowledging, like somebody, you know, my brother Nate, Nate the barber, made a good point last night. He said, "Man, he's like, I clean up around everybody." He was like, "I'm cleaner than the vast majority of places you're gonna go to. Like barbershops are just clean. Like we we spray down everyone's chair, everyone we wash towels after every usage, right? Like we're incredibly sanitary." Yeah. And so I think there was an there was assertions about what was okay to engage in and what was not. I don't know if all those were founded. Yeah, I know that we. I know you know we were hanging on a string. It was just you know making up as we go. So, you know, no smoke. But I just think, uh, yeah, some people just never shut down. You're right. <laughs> so you know, I, I, I the, the the world we we go on that's what we do um and, and, and uh, I, I just you know what is it uh you, you want something you want good outcomes and then you, you want to try to I guess make the best decisions you can within the, the confines of, of the decisions that appear to be available um uh i just i, I think a lot of people are going to be disappointed they be like everything's open you know what i'm saying they're like why ain't anybody coming to this store they be like, uh, I don't know. <laughs> or well, the one it's only gonna be fifty percent, even like here, it's only gonna be fifty percent uh of occupancy. And that's a green. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm all I mean, I'm I'm gonna be really interested to see the economics of like how you get half of your people to come in and still make the same money you was making without raising prices. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which could then turn people off because again, this is not like everyone's been getting a check. So some people are going to be more price sensitive than ever. Now, some businesses and some places benefit because the people that are supporting them are not price sensitive, right? They come in and buy a $12 or $15 hamburger and they bought it whether it was, it was a pandemic or it wasn't. Yeah, yeah. But other people, I think, are going to be much more price sensitive. Yeah. I guess, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm more concerned with um and i've started to try to do a little reading you know what's gonna happen with rents and the amount of people that ain't paying the rent and not gonna be able to pay the rent and then the cascading you know is the construction world gonna shut her up in a sense i mean projects that are maybe already underway they're gonna keep going but you know there's a whole lot of other things that are like they're not right now things, but they're seven, eight months from now things that the right. wave's gonna hit them, hit those industries or hit those fields, you know, um from a you know, maybe right now there's not a slowdown in home purchases, but maybe next year there is because the the kind of the wave of people who realize their financial circumstances have changed and whatever move they were going to make is no longer available or, um, you know, what if, uh, 
you know, a there's a massive defaulting of paying utility bills. <laughs> like it's any number of these different uh these other factors that I think, you know, will slow down. But then all of it then circles back around to me too to the like how folks are organized themselves to live within what we have, you know, and then sort of all the other assumptions of how you, you know, how you're going to get along, you know, you know, you took this, you do this type of, you, we do jobs because jobs pay us. You know, they may also be like rewarding, exciting places that we love to be. Um, but also like a part of whatever you want does is so that they can, you know, buy food and keep a house, keep a home, somewhere to live and, and all that. And, you know, th- there's going to be, uh, movements of people and things you know cities have been you know i think there are gonna be a lot of people living in cities but i wouldn't be surprised if you know several big cities suddenly have people that ain't go don't go back <laughs> like if they if mm-hmm. they bounced that they don't go back or they don't go back permanently they go you know they they you know companies decide uh, i started reading i remember reading some articles you know looking at commercial real estate you know especially in like new york um you know, you know Manhattan specifically, and that you know the the the, uh, the bet that oh yeah corporate offices and and this is this is the one be the move and then like what if you know the leverage space and a loan was taken out and this other thing was done and somebody packaged up four other things invested this other thing but now they're gonna start defaulting because they ain't getting the rents and the you know mm-hmm. when, when all that stuff starts happening it's gonna get real interesting. So, I mean, the thing is, we don't feel the cru- we don't feel the pain of this because everything is still being subsidized. Now, obviously, there are some people that are still getting it, didn't get a check and all that kind of stuff. But the challenge is between three and fifteen months. Three months for people when stuff stops being subsidized, mm-hmm. and fifteen months when this hits the nonprofit organizations. Because for the vast majority of people, you know, philanthropy has said, hey, keep your money, right? But they're also, next year, the question is going to be if they overextended this year, can they pay everyone next year to continue to do the social services that have emerged out of this crisis? And the answer is going to be no, right? I'm on the board of an organization today where the state was like, yeah, we know we said we're going to give you, I'm not going to say the number, we know we're going to give you closer to a million dollars than not, (laughs) No, my fault. <laughs> Don't start. Nah, we're not going to do that. Right? Yeah. Like, nah, nah. We're taking it back. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Now, this organization is doing well and is, and, is, and is, like, led well. So that closer to a million than not is not going to result in any firing. But how many organizations could say that? That if if you started doing your budgets based on the idea of someone giving you close to a million dollars and they take their money back, that somebody don't get fired, mm. right? Mm. Yeah, like the vast majority of organizations can't say that. So I just so I just think like between three and fifteen months because I think three months is going to be when the subsidies come to an end. Twelve to fifteen months is going to be. When it hits the philanthropic sector, yeah, and hits the nonprofit sector, Whew, man. But you know, in the meantime, it will be interesting. I mean, how all of this is going to play out in the, um, you know, the, the the coming election. 
um, you know, what, uh, you know, what the things are going to shift and, and work environments are going to shift. Healthcare is going to shift. Um, uh, and then, you know, I think commercial real estate is going to, I mean, commercial real estate's been in a, in a, in a shift for a while, um, especially as it pertains to like malls and, um, sort of quasi city type, you know, sort of dense, but not that dense, but kind of dense, like all of those factors, you know, transit, like all these things I think are going to take, have a, a weird, some weird outcomes based on this change and things opening back up, so to speak, you know, as the realities of what, um, what people will and won't do, where they will and won't travel, how they'll spend their, 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 the money that they have. And, you know, and especially when you get into how they will spend the discretionary money that they have. Um, yeah, it's going to be, you know, all that notwithstanding to if, if we have, you know, sudden spikes and like hundreds of people getting sick and what have you, you know, not even delving into that, you know what I'm saying? Trying to stay in the, in the optimistic space that will, that folks will, that, that our communities will be able to handle folks getting exposed, becoming ill, and hopefully recovering in, in, in a meaningful time. Like, that's a whole other <laughs> conversation. So. Yes, sir. Man. Well, all right. Well, I don't know. Well, so you know what I'm, you know what, just because I think, too, with some of the things we talked about, there's also the idea of, like, that we don't end on a, positive note mm. um i want to share i don't know if it's like necessarily positive but just like you know i think it's important right now to find happiness and 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 be okay with not finding happiness and what other people think it's okay to find happiness in mm-hmm. <laughs> like like to to not be like I find happiness in my family. Well, yeah, because you you've been with them a long time. You never really spent too much time with your family. <laughs> <laughs> so it's okay to say that you might not be as fond of them as you. You know what I mean? Like if that's the case, just you know whatever your interest, finding that sense of joy, um, I think becomes really important and. Also, you know, what goes along with the decades and the hundreds and years of black struggle is black joy. And us acknowledging that even when we are doing this and then we talk about building power and changing the cost of doing business, that we still strut, we still fly, that we still put it on. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And never allowing the the anguish to be the defining character. And define defining characteristic rather of our narrative, man. So absolutely, just wanted to leave leave with that. Word up. I think that's that's the perfect way to close it. Um, so that I'm just gonna say peace, peace. Thank you for listening to the Good Brothers. Me and uh, my brother, I'm majestic. Did our best to sort of walk through. Uh, this uh, this conversation and this a uh, perilous matter, dangerous matter, challenging matter. Um, you know, please take the best part and understand all words said and those thoughts shared were in the intent to find resolution and order uh, in our own minds and in our own hearts. 
and uh, to be able to persist in a world that we have to persist in and do what we need to do. I wish for the best for all those affected and harmed. Um, most importantly, one more time to make sure it's clear respect and love to George Floyd, those who knew him and loved him and who grieve more than us all. As always, you can find this work and other works at asheroldhead.com. You can find it on the Asheroldhead podcast feed. You can find me at Justice Raji on Instagram, Twitter, you name it. Search Asheroldhead on Facebook. Um, there's a, even a line you can leave a message. Um, numbers in the, in, the, in, the, in, the, in the liner notes there, so... Anyway, I won't belabor this, man. Turn this one around fast because I wanted it out there in the world for those that might be listening, man. Please be safe. Peace.